The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Shelley's Show and Tell. Our program will explore and recommend the top beauty, health, and skincare products and treatments on the market, recommended by Real Transformation Skin Care Centers. We'll also bring you tips on home tools that you can incorporate into your beauty regimens and show you how to use the law of attraction to keep you feeling and looking your best. Now, here's your host, Shelley Hancock. Hey, everyone. Happy Monday. You're listening to Shelley's Show and Tell. I'm your host, Shelly Hancock, and that's Shelly with an EY. Wow, what a wonderfully crazy morning I had at my skincare center today. Usually, I take a moment to get a bite to eat, get grounded, and take a deep breath before I start the show, but today, I'm telling you, I'm just sliding in here right on time. So, let me take a moment to take that deep breath now. (sighs) Okay, let's do this. The other day... I was chatting with a fellow esthetician and friend of mine, and she told me that she listens to me in the mornings as she gets ready to go to her spa, and that she hates it when the commercials come on because she wants to keep listening to all the good info. Thank you, Letitia. Today's show is for you. I'm cutting down on the commercials today to just two, so you'll have more listening time. Before I get to the show, I've got two things that I wanted to share with you. The first one is... I started doing Pilates about four weeks ago, and I can't believe the changes in my body in that short amount of time. What an incredible workout it is. I tend to be a fast-paced kind of person, and I'm sure you guys notice that with how fast I talk sometimes. (laughs) So the slow, controlled movements and stretching are really good for my body and my mind. About two weeks into it, I decided to venture into a bar class at the same studio that was taught by a professional ballet dancer. And oh my goodness, for the next two days, I could hardly walk up the stairs at my house. Muscles that I had forgotten about came alive and I felt every single one of them. Now I'm in my mid 50s and I'm feeling like I may just be able to get my mid 40s body back. I am loving it. And so is my hubby. So if you haven't tried Pilates yet, I just really, really recommend it. I'm just having a blast with it. The second thing I wanted to share with you is a dream I had the other night. Here it goes. In the dream, I'm me, just as I am right now, doing all the things I do in business right now. But I decide to take a job at a retail store on top of everything else because I want to be around people more. I want to be connected to people more. For those of you that know me well, you are probably laughing out loud at that because you know my schedule is so jam-packed as it is, but I decide that it's a good idea to take on a part-time job in a retail store just to be around people. When I told my husband this, he says, "Hun, couldn't you have just gone to the mall to be around people, not take a job at the mall? Always the overachiever, that's me. 
So it's my first day there, and I'm watching the gal behind the register work like crazy to keep up with the line of people waiting to make their purchases. I couldn't even tell you what type of retail store it was, but this poor girl was working so hard. The register was old, and it wasn't working right. It was taking longer than it should to check people out. So the customers were cranky, and they were complaining. It was not a pretty sight. It was time for her to take a break, so I had to take over checking out the customers. I'm now the brunt of their dismay. The line looked like it went on forever and ever, and they were all women, and they were giving me so much lip. They were just being mean. One of them was even a client of mine from my first skincare center back in the 90s. wonder what that was all about. I had finally had enough and I left the register with all those women just standing there. I marched into the big wigs office where there were four women sitting around just chatting and doing much of nothing while we were out there under poor conditions working so hard and being harassed. So here's the good part. I barge into the office. I lean over the big desk right in front of the boss, hands placed wide and solid on the desk, and I look her square in the eye. I pause slightly, and then in a very stern voice I say, Do you know the TV show, Undercover Boss? And I pause for a full 30 seconds. She's shaking in her shoes. Then I say, well, this is not it, but if it was, you were fired. This is horrific how you're running this business. I will not work under these conditions one minute longer. I quit, and I turned around and walked out. I'm so dramatic. (laughs) I'm laughing now, but when I woke up, I was really shook up. So I've been reading the book about body language that my past guest, Tracy Brown, wrote. If you haven't listened to that episode yet, it was on February 15th called Body Language Confidence. Take a moment and have a listen. It's a really good show. So obviously, the information I'm reading is sinking in because leaning over a desk like that is a power move. Also, I hear stories quite a bit about estheticians that are being taken advantage of from spa owners. And you know what? It frustrates me to no end when I hear this. I become the protective mama bear. I guess I'm working out that frustration in my subconscious. So maybe I'm supposed to start a business doing undercover work at spas, right? Maybe that's what this dream is all about. Hmm, food for thought. Okay, that's my two shares for today. Thanks for joining me. It's going to be a fun show. Today, I'm going to share with you a few things that I've learned along the way in my 29-year aesthetic career. Some of the things I share will be specific to the aesthetic world, and some of them are just going to be good business practice no matter what business you're in. But first, let me do my usual spiel, and then we'll get started. Please visit ShellyShowandTell.com to read more about the things you hear me chat about on this show today and to also listen to my past shows. My skincare center website is realtransformationcenter.com. We're located in beautiful Capistrano Beach, California, with a view of the ocean. For my licensed estheticians out there, you can pop on over to shellyhancock.com to keep updated on the latest in the aesthetic world. And please sign up for my email updates on my homepage. Also, follow me on social media. Like me on Facebook, Be sure to put a check in the get notifications box and connect with me on LinkedIn. And as always, I love receiving your comments via email at contactme at shellyhancock.com. Thank you all so very much for your emails. I thoroughly enjoy reading them and I am humbled every day by all of your encouragement and kind words. 
If you're listening to my show today for the first time, I want to welcome you, and also thank you for taking the time out of your day to join me. I'm a licensed esthetician since 1988 and a skincare center owner since 1990 who loves to share the things I've learned along the way in the aesthetic world, as well as how I've used the law of attraction as a tool to create success and happiness in both my business life and my personal life. If you want to get the complete skinny on me, please go back and listen to my show dated June 15th, 2015. Now you'll hear me reference estheticians quite a bit during my shows each week because I spend much of my time mentoring my fellow estheticians, helping them either start a skincare business or take an existing business to the next level. I love my career. Notice how I said career and not job. What I do daily is not a job today not a job to me. It makes me feel so incredible when someone I've mentored emails me with their success story. It really makes my day. So when you visit ShellyShowandTell.com, there's a page with a list of estheticians that I've mentored and the information about their skincare centers. So if you ever hear me talk about a treatment or a piece of equipment or some product, and you'd like to find an esthetician in your area that's worked with me, ShellyShowandTell.com is where you go to find that information. Now, once you visit one of my referral estheticians, I really want your feedback. You'll notice a feedback button right next to their contact information. Please take the time to fill out this form because it's really, really important to me that you receive the highest quality of service. So I've got a really good food for thought today, but I want to tell you a short story to lead up to it. A few weeks ago, I had a couple of not-so-good days. I felt really down, kind of blue, which is really not like me at all. Then I got even more down on myself because I realized I wasn't walking my talk. I've done quite a few shows now about choosing happiness, no matter what, to spend more time thinking about what you do want rather than what you don't want, to do whatever it takes to get out of the muck, And there I was, knee-deep in my muck. The weird part is that I couldn't even figure out why I was feeling that way. Nothing yucky was going on at the moment. Everything was smooth sailing, but I was feeling really blue for about two days, which felt like forever to me. On the second evening, my husband and I sat down together to talk about it, to try to figure out what was going on with me. We spent about an hour going over anything we could think of that may be causing these blues. Were my menopausal hormones going wacky? (laughs) Was I having a midlife crisis? Did I want to leave it all behind and live on a secluded island somewhere? Nope, we decided it wasn't any of these things, although I have to say that the secluded island thing did sound kind of intriguing. But we suddenly had an aha moment. My husband said, Hun, when was the last time we had any fun? There was a long pause as I was trying to remember when that was. After about 30 seconds, he says, if you have to think about it that long and hard, then we're in trouble. I suddenly smiled and perked up and said, oh yeah, remember when we went to Great America? We had so much fun. He had the strangest look on his face. Babe, that was in 2007. We both started laughing uncontrollably. We had just figured out what was wrong with me, lack of fun. 
We've been concentrating so intensely on business for so many years now that we had forgotten to have fun. Each morning, I get a quote emailed to me from Abraham Hicks, and the very next morning, after Nate and I had had that aha moment, this is what it said, and it's my food for thought today. Reduce your workload by 30% and increase your fun load by 30%, and you will increase your revenues by 100%, and you will increase your productivity by 10,000% if there could be such a percentage. More fun, less result, excuse me, more fun, less struggle, more results on all fronts. Receiving that quote the very next morning was a huge sign to me that we were definitely on track about lack of fun. So we took the day off and started to have some fun. We went to breakfast and then to the movies. We laughed a lot. It felt so great. We picked up a slab of ribs on the way home and then we did a marathon of season five of The Walking Dead. The next day, we did more of the same. The very next day after adding some fun into my life, my creative juices went wild. Abraham Hicks was definitely correct. Playing for just two days increased my productivity by 10,000%. So there's definitely going to be some changes around my house, that's for sure. More playtime is being put into our weekly schedule. Think about that for yourself, you guys. Okay, let's get to work. Today, I wanted to share with you some of the things that I've learned along the way, things that I feel have helped me in creating my successful skincare business of 29 years. It's hard to believe that I've been doing the same thing for 29 years now. These are some thoughts that I have about growing a successful business. They are in absolutely no particular order, just off the top of my head as I started to write. So here we go. I want you to raise your hand if you love being an esthetician. Now, if I could see y'all right now, I should see your hand way up high and proud. Passion for our industry is the first step to being successful, and you can't fake it. You either have it or you don't, and those who have it will be more likely to be successful. I've always heard that if you do what you love for a living, you will be successful, and I truly believe that. Okay, Another raise of your hand. This time, though, I don't want you to just automatically raise it up. I want you to take a second to think about it and be really honest with yourself. Who is having fun being an esthetician? Really? Are you truly having fun? Are you excited to get the day going each morning? Do you enjoy your time with your clients? Because if so, your appointment book should reflect that, and you should be absolutely swamped with clients. People are attracted to the energy of passion and playfulness. They want to be around it. I would rather see you have super positive energy than know all the technical terms there are to know in our industry or whatever industry you're in. It's much more beneficial to be positive and happy than it is to be extremely book savvy, touting language that the clients perhaps don't even understand, and then have low passive energy. Clients don't want to be around that. Let's chat a minute about having fun and being playful. I kind of think we take ourselves too seriously at times. Don't get me wrong. I don't mean that what we do is not serious business. I'm not saying to take the professionalism out of your demeanor. I'm just saying have some fun with it. Be a little lighter about it. 
There's been some controversy about me referring to our aesthetic equipment as toys. I recently received an email from an esthetician that said she was turned off by my use of the word toys. She felt that using that phrase minimized our profession. She stated, and I quote, that she holds herself to the highest standards and uses the utmost professional language when conversing with her clients and colleagues. She then asked me to consider stopping the use of that verbiage. So when I was young and moaning and groaning about something someone else was doing, my mother would say to me, Shelley, to each his own. We are each entitled to our own thoughts, opinions, and ideas. I can appreciate this, uh, this esthetician's opinion, but if it bothers you that much, just don't follow me. In my mind, I'd like to say to her, lighten up a little bit. Be a little more playful. The use of the word toys came about because I have so much fun in this industry. I feel playful creating treatments for my clients, finding and testing new pieces of equipment for you guys, thinking up new marketing ideas, creating this show. It's fun for me. I truly enjoy it each and every day. Do I refer to the equipment I'm about to use on a client as a toy to that client? Of course not. As our esthetician friend stated, I use the utmost professional language when conversing with my clients. <laughs> okay, this is a good time. There's a, there's a time and a place for everything, you guys. Okay, this is a good time and place to stop and take a short break. So hang tight. When we return, more things I've learned along the way. I'll see you all on the other side of the break. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Real Transformation Skin Care Center in beautiful Capistrano Beach, California, offers the latest innovative cutting-edge anti-aging and acne treatments. Owner Shelly Hancock has 28 years of experience in the industry, so with that, you can expect to get results. Visit us on the web today at realtransformationcenter.com. We offer facial treatments, body treatments, and a variety of skin care products. Call us for more information, 949-481-4037 or at www.realtransformationcenter.com. Shelly Hancock Consulting is your trusted aesthetic advisor. Shelly uses her 28 years of experience to help estheticians take their business to the next level. Shelly offers private one-on-one consulting, plus training workshops, aesthetic equipment sales, skincare products, and business success tips just for you and your business. Please visit www.shellyhancock.com to find out more or to help you transform your skincare business. That's Shelly with an E-Y, Hancock.com. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. You are listening to Shelley's Show and Tell. To reach our show today, please call 1 866 472 5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. Or feel free to email contact me at ShellyHancock.com. Now, back to Shelly's Show and Tell. Welcome back to Shelly's Show and Tell. I'm your host, Shelly Hancock. Moving on. So... 
How are you showing up for business? Are you letting the universe know that you're serious about being successful? Or are you running in at the last minute so then you're frazzled when your client arrives? Does your schedule run behind causing the next client to have to wait for you? Do you bring your personal problems into the treatment room with you? Do you follow through with answers to questions for your clients? Or do you drop the ball? Are you well-groomed? Or is your style disheveled and messy? How's your skin look? Do you represent this industry well? In other words, do you walk the talk? We must be grounded and present to maintain a successful business. And also, our looks need to represent the results that we are aspiring to achieve for our clients, right? Heavy makeup to cover up bad skin isn't going to cut it. Have you ever gone to a new hairdresser and the first thing you do is look at her hair? You betcha that's the first thing you do. Same goes for us with our new clients. They're checking out our skin, so we had better represent. When chatting with estheticians and reading posts on forums, I'm hearing that you're wanting very particular, exact, step-by-step things to do to grow your business. And I get it. Yes, we need to know the things to do. But you know what? There's another part of the equation. Here's an example. Recently, I was working with an esthetician that wanted to take her business to the next level. She numbered off to me each thing she was doing to help her business grow. She had her bases covered perfectly. But then, when I asked her how she was feeling about everything, she said that she was frustrated, pretty darn nervous about money, and constantly thinking about what else she should be doing. Right there was the missing piece for her. She had done everything just right to set herself up. Now, she needed to step back, stop thinking so much, and just have a little bit of fun with it. Hmm. That word fun, it seems to be creeping in quite a bit today, doesn't it? So let's think about what someone looks like when they're frustrated and worried. Their body's closed off. It looks tight. The energy around them is non-approachable. Now picture someone who is trusting that they've got this covered. Business is on its way. No worries here. I'm having fun and life is good. Well, their body language would look more confident, open, and their energy would be approachable. So follow the steps of the things you need to do to grow your business, but also pay attention to how you feel because how you feel does show. I've said this next point many, many times before in previous shows, but it's really worth repeating over and over again. The words you speak are very powerful. This is for real. If you spend your time talking about how slow business is, you will continue to be slow. If you spend your time talking about how scared you are about money, you will continue to have money issues to be scared about. Seriously, it's that simple. You get what you talk about. Hmm, let me repeat that. You get what you talk about. I've told this story before, but I want my new listeners to hear it, and it really is worth repeating. When I purchased my skincare center back in 1990, I was slow. I mean, really, really slow. But anytime a client would come in and ask me how I was doing, the answer was always, fabulous, business is booming and I couldn't be happier. Even if it was Thursday and she was my first client of that week, everything was always still fabulous. 
Don't tell it like it is. Tell it like you want it to be. Let me repeat that one also. Don't tell it like it is. Tell it like you want it to be. Here's another story that I've told before, but again, well worth repeating. If you were a fly on the wall at my house, you would think that my husband and I had lost our minds. A few years ago, we started talking continuously about how we wanted things to be. We would sit and have conversations about the big, beautiful home we live in with a view with the ocean, the fabulous parties we were throwing, the cars we have in our big multi-car garage, how the training business is booming, and how I am a household name to all my fellow estheticians. We talked in the present like we were living all of that right then and there. Well, the truth of the matter was that we lived in a 950-square-foot townhouse with a view of the townhouse across the walkway. For a short while, we only had one car. We definitely didn't throw any parties because there was barely enough room for the two of us, and hardly anyone in the aesthetic world knew who Shelley Hancock was. But we kept talking every single day. It actually became a fun game to sit and chat about this fabulous life we were living. So it didn't happen overnight, but today we live in a big home, enough, uh, big enough to have a fabulous party for more than two guests. It's about four and a half miles from the beach. No view yet, but it's coming. We've got two really nice cars, and while I'm not a household name yet, there are a lot more estheticians that know who I am. All of this was because we told our story like we wanted it to be, not like it was. So now we're focusing on the next thing we want, a view of the ocean. We are so fixated on a home with a view. We are drowning out any vibrations that make us feel like we cannot get that home. We are staying focused on what we want, not on how things are at the moment. If you think and talk about how things are at the moment, you will get more of how things are at the moment. If you like the way things are, then fabulous. But if you want them to change, you need to talk about what that change looks like. Keep focused on what you want, not on what you have. Now, I had only been an esthetician about a year and a half when I purchased my first skincare center back in 1990, and I became what I consider super successful. Why? Well, first of all, I had that passion that we talked about earlier in the show, and secondly, I was really present every single day, emotionally and physically. I went to my center every day whether I had a client or not. I wanted to be there just in case the phone rang. I wanted to be there just in case someone happened to stop by. I wanted to be there to show the universe that I was really serious about this. I mean business. I am going to be successful. So cell phones were around back then, but not in the way that they are nowadays. Seems like people weren't at the mall and still answering a business phone call back then. I personally feel like it's been part of the downfall of some business owners. No complete focus on business during business hours. I cannot tell you how many times I've called an esthetician back that's left me a message. And when she picks up the phone, I can clearly tell she's lunching with the girls or shopping or doing something that has nothing at all to do with her business. Her mind is not focused on business, but yet I hear many complaints about how slow business is. And here's something that I will never understand. 
answering the phone during a treatment. This happens a lot when I return calls and it just blows my mind. Oh, hi, Shelly. Can I call you back in a little bit? I'm in the middle of a treatment right now. Seriously? What is your phone even doing in the treatment room with you? If you cannot answer the phone in a professional manner with all of your attention, do not answer it. Let it go to voicemail. What if I was a potential client? Lost. You just lost the opportunity to get a new client. You only get one chance to make a good first impression, right? Here's a story about that. When I moved down to Southern California and was new to the area, I needed to find new people and places, you know, hairdresser, cleaners, doctors, etc. I wanted to find a doc for Botox. Oh yeah, I get a little pick-me-up now and then. One of the estheticians I know in the area had a physician working in her center, so I decided that I would support her. She gave me this physician's business card with a number on it. I called the number on the card, and this is how the phone was answered. Hello? That's it. Just hello. Not, hello, this is Dr. So-and-so. How can I help you? Just, hello. I'm not feeling real confident so far. I stated who I was and that I was calling to set up an appointment, and here's what came next. Well, I'm in the grocery store right now. Can I call you back? My answer was no. That's okay. And I hung up. She just lost a new client. Again, do not answer the call unless you are in the position to be completely professional. So let's stay on the phone subject and chat about your phone voice. It really is your chance to make a good first impression. And if it's not a good one, well, then you definitely have lost them at the get-go. Does your voice sound flat and monotone? (laughs) Are you talking so loud that they have to hold the phone away from their ear? Or too soft that they can barely hear you? That doesn't sound very confident, does it? (sighs) Or do you sound depressed, like the weight of the world is on your shoulders? Or are you speaking so fast that it's really hard to understand you? (laughs) Speaking in warp speed is not a good thing. So be very aware of your phone voice when answering the phone and also while you're speaking to that client. And make sure your outgoing message is pleasant and informative. Not too long, though. You don't want to lose them while you ramble on. How about answering the phone with a smile on your face? They can hear you smile. Try it. It works. Even if your world is crumbling in around you, always answer a business call with a smile. And here's a good one. If you're dealing with a difficult client, stand up while you're talking. It gives you a feeling of confidence, and you will most likely handle that call much better. One more thing on this subject. Please, please be sure to clear your mailbox so when someone does call, they can leave a message. This is really way, way too common. If I was a potential client and heard, the mailbox is full... I wouldn't try back later. Hearing that makes me feel like that esthetician is not conscious about her business manners. So how is she going to be with my face? This literally just happened two days ago. I called an esthetician that had left me a message about an issue she was having with a piece of equipment, and she stated that she needed my attention immediately. When I called back, the mailbox was full. I called again the next day, and again, the mailbox was full. She must not need me that immediately or she would have made sure the lines of communication were clear. Let's talk about listening. 
I always become very aware of this subject when working at my booth at the skincare shows. A very large percentage of the people that I chat with during the two or three day show will ask me a question and then interrupt me four words into the answer. On day one and day two, my patience level is good, so it doesn't affect me too much. But by day three, I got to tell you, I find myself getting really, really frustrated. It's a big waste of my time if you're not going to listen. How are you going to get the answer to your question if you don't stop long enough to listen? This also happens a lot during phone conversations. The person I'm speaking with will ask a question, and instead of stopping to listen for the answer, they'll continue to ramble on for another minute or two, kind of trying to answer the question for themselves. I'm, I'm not even really sure what it is they're trying to get across, so I just sit there until they talk themselves out. But what comes to mind when this happens is, are these people listening to their clients or do they prefer the sound of their own voice? People love to feel like they're being heard. To create that relationship, that strong bond that keeps those clients coming back, you must learn how to stop and listen. So just last night, my husband and I were watching the movie Creed. Rocky Balboa had started training Apollo Creed's son, and he kept talking, interrupting, as Rocky was trying to teach him. Rocky told him to stop and listen, and then he said something to him that actually made me stop the movie so I could write it down. Here's what he said, as long as you're talking, you're not learning. I thought this was really profound and should be kept in mind in all areas of our lives, in business and in our personal lives. As long as we're talking, we're not learning. How can we learn about someone else if we're talking over them? How can we learn about something as long as we keep talking and don't take the time to listen to the answers? This is really good stuff to keep in mind. So years ago, an esthetician rented a room from me in a day spa. When she decorated her room, two walls were completely covered with certificates from classes she had taken. I mean completely, top to bottom. You could not even see the wall at all. And I got to tell you, I was actually a bit intimidated by all of this. I'm thinking, oh my gosh, she must really know her stuff. Look at all these certificates. But over the next couple of months, I watched her interact with clients and there was a disconnect. No warmth, no excitement, no I really care about you feelings coming from her. She lasted only three months and had to shut down. My point here? She knew her stuff, she was book smart, but clients couldn't connect with her, so they didn't come back. That's why I feel that it's much more important to learn how to connect with people than it is to collect certificates. We become psychologists in the treatment room, don't we? Our clients lay down on that table, and boy, do the stories come spilling out. I could actually do a whole show on stories I've heard over my 29-year career, Our clients come to us to get away from the world for a little bit, don't they? So keep your conversations light, or better yet, take your cue from the client. If she's quiet, then you should be quiet as well. If she's chatty, let her chat away. But if it's negative stuff, do your best to steer her toward the positive. Instead of helping her go deeper into the muck, 
Ask her questions about how she would like things to be. Don't feed into it by encouraging her or agreeing with her. Politely steer her in another direction. Get her thinking about the positive aspects aspects because oh excuse me, aspects of life. That's a tongue twister. She may not thank you right away, but you are doing her a big favor. Chances are that she's probably so used to being in the muck that if you take her out of the muck, she'll leave feeling so good and she probably won't even really know why she's feeling so good, but she will want to come back for more. What, what is the one of the first things you do when a new client comes to see you? You have them sign a consent form. Never, ever, ever pass this up. This is, imp- this is um, I've been fortunate enough to have been in business for 29 years and never even come close to a bad situation, but having that consent form signed is the first line of defense. Your second line of defense is to listen to your gut. You know that saying, I had a gut feeling? Somehow our guts know the truth. We tend to not listen to our gut at times because our heads get in the way. Here's a couple of stories that have come to my attention that if these estheticians had listened to their guts, they wouldn't be in the predicament they're in. Story number one, an esthetician was being sued by a client that said one LED treatment caused her to get a detached retina. I feel badly that this client is having this medical issue, but I hardly believe that one LED treatment caused this. Two things this esthetician did not do. She was given a heads up by family members of this client that this gal can be difficult. That right there should have been, would have me seeing flashing warning lights on high beams. That's important information coming from a family member. Secondly, the esthetician did not have her her sign a consent form. That's a big no-no. After speaking with this esthetician, she told me that she had a gut feeling not to work on this client but she pushed it aside. Story number two, a client has a reaction around one eye to a very light manual exfoliation and a flash glycolic peel. The client ended up going to her physician to have it checked out. The first bit of info I got out of the esthetician was that this client had had a sensitivity around her eyes years ago with another product. So we already know that this client's eye area is very sensitive. The esthetician's plan at first was to only do the exfoliation. But at the last minute, she decided to add the peel even though her gut was telling her not to. I spent quite a bit of time on the phone calming down this esthetician because she was so worried about being sued. Had she listened to her gut? Well, you know the rest. Do our guts know? You betcha they do. So take the time to stop and listen to them. Actually, here's another story where nothing came of it but it's a good lesson for all of us. A client came to see an esthetician and this client hadn't been in for quite some time. They were having so much fun chatting and catching up. The esthetician did her usual treatment on this client that included microcurrent. The client loved her treatment. They hugged and the client left. About an hour later, the client calls in a bit of a panic and says, I forgot to tell you that I had a pacemaker put in since the last time I saw you. My first thought is, how in the world do you forget to mention something that big? They both had a moment of panic before calling her physician. He said not to worry about it this one time, but do not do this treatment again. We don't need to have our clients sign a new consent form each time they come in, but we do need to take a moment to check in to ask if anything has changed since their last appointment. Okay, another good place to take a stop 
Take a break, hang tight. When we return, more things I've learned along the way. I'll see you all on the other side of the break. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Real Transformation Skin Care Center in beautiful Capistrano Beach, California, offers the latest innovative cutting-edge anti-aging and acne treatments. Owner Shelly Hancock has 28 years of experience in the industry, so with that, you can expect to get results. Visit us on the web today at realtransformationcenter.com. We offer facial treatments, body treatments, and a variety of skin care products. Call us for more information, 949-481-4037 or at www.realtransformationcenter.com. Shelly Hancock Consulting is your trusted aesthetic advisor. Shelly uses her 28 years of experience to help estheticians take their business to the next level. Shelly offers private one-on-one consulting, plus training workshops, aesthetic equipment sales, skincare products, and business success tips just for you and your business. Please visit www.shellyhancock.com to find out more or to help you transform your skincare business. That's Shelly with an E-Y, Hancock.com. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. You are listening to Shelley's Show and Tell. To reach our show today, please call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. Or feel free to email contactme at ShellyHancock.com. Now, back to Shelly's Show and Tell. Welcome back, everyone, to Shelly's Show and Tell. Okay, let's keep on chatting about things I've learned along the way. One of the common emotions that I hear when working with my fellow estheticians is doubt or fear. They doubt that the clients will show up. They doubt that the clients will return. They doubt that the piece of equipment they want to purchase will bring in money. So much doubt whirling around, no wonder business isn't going well for some people. Here's a statement that I really love. And the first time I read it, I realized that this is exactly what I do. Nobody taught this, you know, nobody taught me to do this, but for some reason, I don't know why, I always have. Here's the statement. Doubt is something that I do not entertain while attempting a project because I believe nothing is impossible. I got to thinking about how I feel when I'm about to introduce a new piece of equipment to my clients. Doubt about my success never even enters my mind. I am so excited about what I'm introducing to them, almost a childlike excitement, that failure is literally not in my vocabulary. I have always made my investments back immediately. The Radiancy FSD was in five days. My oxygen machine was in one day. Was that because I am an awesome esthetician that knows everything there is to know about skincare? No. It's because I'm so focused on success that failure does not even enter my thought process one teeny, tiny, little bit. Try it. You will be amazed at how your life begins to change when you let go of doubt. Quite a while ago, 
I had an interaction with one of my vendors and a group of estheticians on Facebook forum that left me feeling out of balance, kind of off track with my usual positive way of being. Those of you that know me know that I believe in looking for the positive and not wallowing in the muck for more than a second. But sometimes in life, we are challenged to see if we can practice what we preach. This interaction stopped me in my tracks and had me take a good look at myself and my reaction. I'll be honest with you. I went through the whole gamut of emotions from anger, hurt, betrayal, revenge. Oh, I could go on and on. But when I stopped and really checked in, I realized that none of these emotions were going to serve me. A closed heart and mind would only block the positive from coming my way. Here's the tricky part, though. When we're knee-deep in the muck and it feels like such a long trudge to get out of it, how do we start? What do we do to turn it around when we feel so lost? The first thing I did was I started counting my blessings. I marked off each person, place, and thing in my life that I was grateful for, and my spirit immediately began to soar. The next thing I did was begin to look at the lesson to be learned. There was always a bigger, brighter picture, even if we can't see it at the moment or can't even imagine that there could possibly be be one. Just knowing that brings immediate relief. This day, the the, the day that this all went down, a, a wonderful friend of mine and fellow esthetician, Lori Crete, she sent me a link to a YouTube video with Oprah and Marianne Williamson entitled, Recognizing Miracles in Your Life. As Oprah would say, I had an aha moment while watching that three-minute video. I highly recommend you watching it. Again, it was Oprah and Marianne Williamson, um, and it's entitled Recognizing Miracles in Your Life. Just go onto YouTube and you'll find that. And here's what Ann Landers has to say about trouble, and I really like this. If I were asked to give what I consider the single most useful bit of advice for all humanity, it would be this. Expect trouble as an inevitable part of life, and when it comes, hold your head high, look it squarely in the eye, and say, I will be bigger than you. You cannot defeat me. I love that. Okay, here are a few more thoughts that may sound like common sense and maybe even a little bit silly, but they really do make a difference, so they're worth talking about. There are times when I spend the day with an esthetician doing what I call a jumpstart event for a piece of equipment that she wants to purchase. We'll take a lunch break and have a quick bite to eat. And I can't tell you how many times that esthetician goes back to working on her clients without brushing her teeth. The last thing you want to hear from your client is, wow, I bet you that tuna sandwich you had for lunch was good. (laughs) Okay, I'm being playful here, but seriously, you guys, that's not cool. I really, really feel that with the work we do, brushing your teeth after you eat is an absolute must. Let's talk about the client no-show complaints I hear about quite often. I have never had a problem with this because I always call my clients the day before to confirm. In fact, if it gets too late in the day and my clients haven't heard from me yet, they'll call me to see if everything is okay. It only takes a second to pick up the phone or send an email or nowadays send a text, and it's well worth not ending up sitting there by yourself with an empty time slot. In fact, with all the technology now, there's absolutely no excuse. Sometimes when I'm training an esthetician on a piece of equipment, her hands just look, well, awkward. 
She's unaware that the cord is falling over her client's forehead, or she's grabbing her client's jaw really tight, or she turns her client's head super rough. It just doesn't look relaxing. You've got to be aware of how things feel to the client, because the way you touch them can make or break how they feel about returning to you in the future. What's your treatment room look like? Does it have a calming effect when a client walks in, or is there stuff everywhere? Are things neat and clean and orderly? I travel around a lot, and I see quite a few treatment rooms, and oh my, I would not want to be a client walking into some of them. I realize that we have a lot of products and equipment, but there just has to be a way to organize it to where it looks tidy. The way your treatment room looks is another opportunity to make a good first impression. Okay, this one may sound real silly, but have you ever walked into a restroom where the the wastebasket is full or it's even spilling over and the whole room just feels dirty because of this? As you walk past your bathroom during the day, take a quick peek inside and make sure everything looks tidy. It only takes two seconds to empty your wastebasket when you see it overflowing. And staying in the bathroom for one more minute, I have this thing about the toilet seat being left up. I'm not talking about the whole seat like when a guy's in there. I'm talking about just the lid. It just looks so much nicer when a client walks in and the lid is down. I actually read years ago in a feng shui book that when you leave the toilet lid up, the good energy flows out and the bad energy comes in. That right there should be enough to make you want to close that lid. I do a quick look in the bathroom each time after a client's been in there. Okay, I'm going to change gears here a little bit. Here's a story about a demo gone bad. I've been getting quite a few inquiries lately about microneedling. I tried the roller years ago when it first came out, and I didn't like it at all, and either did my clients. So I didn't pay much attention after going through that, but the technology's changed since then, and it seems to be gaining a lot of momentum. So I thought that I better check it out. And here's my demo experience. I contacted one of the microneedling companies and requested a demonstration. The sales guy stopped by. Really nice fella. He explained the technology and the machine very well. When he started showing me the unit, he had a needle that was already open. When it was time to do the demonstration on me, I had to ask for a new needle. He says to me, oh, sure, and had to go out to his car to get one. I'm kind of thinking that having a new needle available when going for a demonstration be standard practice. I'm just saying. He came back in and put the new needle in the unit, applied some serum on my arm without sanitizing his hands or my arm and proceeded with the treatment. While he was doing it, I smelled something really awful. I actually thought this nice fella had a really bad case of halitosis, but it turned out that it was the product that he had put on my arm. When I mentioned the smell, he stated that someone else had told him that same thing and that he thought it was because he had left the product in his car in Palm Springs and maybe it had gone bad. I am not going to even say anything about that statement because I can hear y'all thinking the same thing that I'm thinking. Next, we're going to do my assistant's arm and she politely asks to not use that same product. So we used one of my products with a new needle and we treated her arm. Two days later, my arm was a mess, and her arm was just fine. 
So I'm not telling you this story to tattle on a company. In fact, please don't call or email me asking which company it was because I've got to think that none of this was standard procedure for that company. I did contact them, though, and I was told that the product was recalled 12 hours after my appointment. I'm thinking that something that smells that bad doesn't need an official recall before you stop using it. So here's what I took away from this experience. Number one, we've got some pretty powerful tools nowadays that we're using in treatment, and we had better respect what they do. With such a sue-happy society out there, we need to protect ourselves. Can you imagine if this was done to one of your clients' faces? Oh, she'd be heading to the nearest lawyer. Do not pass go. Make sure you get proper training on equipment, and don't be so quick to get creative with it right away. There are reasons why you're trained to do things a certain way. I feel good about the fact that I have the best insurance company in the industry covering me, Associated Skincare Professionals. They've got our backs just in case something does happen. Number two, when I'm getting demos of new equipment, I always go along with whatever the rep is doing because I'm testing them to see if it's a company I want to be associated with. I don't want you to do this. If something seems wrong, like a bad smelling product or no sanitation, Call them out on it right then and there. This was the worst reaction I've had from just letting things happen, but you don't want to have to go through a bad experience, especially not on your face. With all the changes happening with our state boards, let's not give them fuel for fire by having unnecessary mishaps. On March 2nd, I did a show about finding your professional identity with my special guest, Regina Tucker. If you haven't heard that show, please take a minute and have a listen. It was a really good one. We've talked about finding your niche, which I think is important and can help you stand out from the crowd, but I don't want you to get stuck in a slump or be afraid of trying new things. One of the things my skincare clients have said to me throughout the years is, Shelly, you always have something new and exciting for me to try. We can't let ourselves get or our business or ourselves or our business get stagnant. This industry is ever-changing, and if you don't change with it, your clients may just head down the street to the spa that is staying up with the latest technologies. You know what, you guys? I have so much more to say, and I don't know if I was talking slow today or if the clock just went faster, but I am not going to have time to talk about all the good stuff I want to talk about, so I'm going to have to extend this show to a second one, because I have so many more things to tell you. So with what you have heard so far, take a moment and check in to see where you may not be showing up fully in your career. There could be just one little thing that you can tweak, and it ends up making all the difference in the world to how successful you are. Challenge yourself and see how things can change. So that's all I've got for you today. I want to thank you all for listening. I hope you enjoyed today's show, and I also hope that you learned a thing or two. Please feel free to share your thoughts and ideas with me. Email me at contactme at shellyhancock.com. Remember, that's Shelly with an E-Y. Please tune back in next week for more exciting adventures on Shelly Show & Tell. I'm your host, Shelly Hancock. Until next time, be well and be happy. Thanks for joining Shelley Hancock for Shelley's Show and Tell. Be sure to tune in again next Monday afternoon live at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. We can't wait to speak again next week.